This is Soul Starter, the podcast with your hosts, Jessica and Lexi. We're two mamas on a mission to make entrepreneurship more accessible through soul-driven exploration. If you're ready to start a transformative journey rooted in self-care, intention, and growth, then this is the podcast for you. Join us and our guests each week as we explore the parallels between business, motherhood, and mindful living. Your intuition guided you here. Now let's get started. Hey there, beautiful souls. It's Lexi and Jess here. No guests. It's just the two of us for what we're hoping will be a short and sweet episode, but you know us. Oh yeah. Sometimes we can elaborate a little bit more than... (laughs) Um, But yeah, I... I set an intention on the first for the month of September around self-worth, and we've had some really great guests who all just so happen to touch on it, which I think is beautiful and um, so much in that divine timing of things. Actually, a couple of the guests were ones that rescheduled, and so it was almost like they rescheduled on purpose. They were meant to be in September for sure. They were meant to be in September. So the last person in September that I was like, we need to talk about self-worth is you, Jess. Like we got to get you in here and telling us how you feel about self-worth and what, like what comes up for you when I say that actually like, we got to keep that in. It's time to get the kids. That's my alarm to get the kids. I'm going to keep it. Please do not edit that. Out. Yeah, <laughs> we're just keep, keeping things real over here. Oh man! Don't worry, husband's getting the kids today, so we are golden in that department. When I keep recording, I know I've set like three alarms for myself. Like it's time to go get the kids. Time to go get the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hubby's doing it anyway. Um, I actually in the on the first set the intention of like self worth and defining it and what is it to you. And like, what makes you worthy of the things you desire? What are the things you desire? So I'm curious, putting you on the spot, like what, what makes you worthy? I'm just curious, like what's coming up for you? Gosh, my immediate gut response is how you serve others and how you show up for others. Mm. So like your self-worth is defined by that? Ooh, good question. I don't think it's really defined by that, but I think that I mean, gosh, you really did put me on the spot. I was going to say what what I thought self-worth used to be mm-hmm. and then what I feel now, what I, how what makes me feel worthy is knowing that I'm living in my purpose and in alignment with how I'm serving others. Yes. So I guess that's what I mean by like how you yeah. show up and serve others, not like what you do for other people in terms of like people pleasing, but more so in how I show up in who I'm meant to be living out my purpose, feeling so in alignment and that radiating to serving others Mm -hmm. makes me personally feel worthy. Okay. And worthy of what? Anything. (laughs) (laughs) Anything your heart desires. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it makes me feel whole because it makes me feel like I have a sense of purpose and it makes me feel like I'm giving and receiving love and that makes me feel loved in return. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I know that I am feeding a greater mission that I really believe in. And that makes me feel like the life is worthy, like I am contributing and yeah. I like what I'm doing and all of that. No, that's beautiful. Um, and thank you for sharing on the spot. 
<laughs> we like to say that's beautiful, but it really is. So um, I, I was like, we have to start recording because we were just having one of our sofa chats and I was like, you know, what, what would you say about self-worth? What have you been noticing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, you know, what we were just talking about really was, I think that a lot of people struggle with self-worth in general, thinking that they're not worth the investment, worth taking the risk. They're not worth going out of limb and trying something new. And I'm not sure where that comes for people. I think I kind of sometimes personally in the past have struggled with more so my worth being tied to my productivity and my status, if you will, Mm -hmm. and professionally. Yeah. Um, I think I in the past have struggled with that. And so it's made me like this high achiever and has gotten me into some pickles (laughs) that like didn't fill my joy bucket but checked off the list of my professional achievement bucket. And I think that I tied a lot of like who I was and my worth to that. Yes. And that's why I challenged you a little mm-hmm. bit. And I were like, well, I'm like serving others. I'm like, but serving others in a different way, because I think when I was at that level, when I was, you know, in a leadership position, it didn't bring me joy like mm-hmm. it does now. Like it, it wasn't, what I, I don't feel what I was meant to be living out and doing. And although it was an amazing stepping stone in that moment, I was tying too much to that, that status or that title or that role that I was living in, even though it wasn't even making me like super happy and joyful. Mm -hmm. But then when I pivoted and made way less money and followed my calling and followed my purpose and kind of just tried to lean into this mission that I felt like I was getting pings from the universe to do. It started off with me making like a fifth of my salary from that previous year. And I had to basically strip away any status and titles and all of those things that I had tied to my worth, but really just continue to lean into like serving people in the way that I wanted to and what I believed in and all of that. And that made me feel like I was stepping into like a I don't know, I guess worth being titled to anything in service can feel tricky. But yeah, I think when it's tied to like your purpose and what feels in alignment to you and it's something that you choose to bring you joy, it feels a bit different. Yes. And we're both coming from a place of having hypnotherapy around self-worth, right? Yes, definitely. Um, And that for me was profound. I know for you, we've Mm -hmm. talked about it on the podcast previously about your experience, but You did mention how previous to that, right, you tied your self-worth to your career and your title and how much money you made. And I think that a lot of people, myself included, have gotten caught up in that and Mm -hmm. that defining what they are worthy of. And that's kind of like what I was challenging you on because- (laughs) Because it's really common, like status and everything, it's really common too. Mm -hmm. Well, when you talk to someone, the first thing you typically, what's your name? What do you do for work? And everybody wants to say they're the director of this or the VP of that. They own, they own this business. They do, you know what I mean? Because it's like, it's nice. It sounds great. It feels good to say. Yeah. And it makes, I mean, and not to say that for everyone, because it also can make you feel really proud, right? Like you worked hard and you you earned this title, if mm-hmm. you will, and it makes you feel proud. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Mm-hmm. Um, but the deeper root of like what it's being tied deeper to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
you work really hard, right? And so it does make you feel like worthy of maybe the paycheck or worthy of the vacation and all of that. But what I like, what I want to tie it back to is that mama who's like staying home and, you know, she answers, I'm a stay at home mom. Is her self-worth any different than VP? Yeah, absolutely not. She's the VP of the household. (laughs) Yeah. But I think because of that, we, you know, like as a stay-at-home mom for me, and I was going to ask you when you were like, okay, I'm quitting my job and I'm going to go out on my own. When your partner was bringing in the primary income, did you feel like you couldn't ask for things as much? Because I know personally I was like, okay, I'm home. Like I got to do all these things. I can't ask for like this self-care timer. I can't ask for the money to go buy clothes because these ones don't fit me anymore because I just had a baby or like, I didn't feel worthy of like tapping into our family's finances personally Mm. because I didn't have like this career, this title or anything. The income didn't feel like mine. And it's a money thing that like we each individually have you know, money work to do, I think. But my point is that I was worthy of all these things. And I don't know about you, like when you were in that stage, did you feel like your worth was? Interestingly, like it's never really been about the finances as much um, for me. So I don't think I struggled as deeply with that. Maybe because I I made money previously and I was like, well, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and I'm not sure, you know, but I think that I didn't struggle as much with that, but I absolutely have, you know, witnessed and have, you know, worked with and have experienced being alongside with people who have, you know, I think for me, it was more of like, well, who am I if I can't produce? Mm -hmm. Like, I think my worth was more tied to like the effort and the production. Sure. Um, And so... I did feel a sense of needing to get back to making money, mm-hmm. but not because like I necessarily like wanted to spend the money, but because I thought that that's what it, you still tied it. To I it. still tied it your to productivity. Like, exactly. Yeah. My productivity. I think that was the biggest thing for me mm-hmm. personally. Well, and I know that you have a lot of potential mamas who want to work with you, but then it comes back to, well, they don't have the time, like they can't ask for the money from their husband because they don't work like that. That's a self-worth issue, right? Absolutely. No, I see this a lot. I mean, I've been on a lot of inquiry calls with moms that are seeking care for their pregnancy, their postpartum rehab support for their pelvic floor recovery. And I do hear often and struggle uh, with women on calls kind of in that moment, trying to explain their situation to me and how they can't ask for the money because they're just a stay at home mom. And I'm like, well, what do you mean just to stay at home mom? Right. And I have actually gotten more confident challenging moms specifically on these inquiry calls when I share about our program and the investment with it. In the beginning, people would say like, oh, I'm just not able to. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, of course, no big deal. Like I just got, I shied away from that challenging conversation, but now I really lean into it because I want to help them, if anything, whether they work with us or not, I want to help them know how to formulate 
their own inner voice to advocate for themselves. Mm -hmm. And if that turns into them being able to do that better with their partner, and if that turns into them working with us, then I think that's amazing. And then, you know, they're able to resolve all their public health issues. But if it doesn't, at least they walked away from the conversation with maybe a new perspective or a new thought process because someone respectfully, like gracefully Mm -hmm. asked them a question they maybe haven't thought about. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we're not asked challenging questions enough. Mm -hmm. Probably we don't have enough challenging conversations and Mm -hmm. the more challenging conversations you have, the more you grow. Absolutely. You learn about yourself in the moment, mm-hmm. right? Like you're like, well, how does that tie to your worth? And I'm like, well, I can <laughs> think about that for a second because I don't think about this on a daily basis. But that's the beauty of bringing other people into your space and also leaning into the discomfort and the vulnerability of mm-hmm. it, especially when it's being recorded. <laughs> no, but but you're, you know, I think that there is so much of money and self-worth tied to each other. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I was talking to Lex about earlier is just in moms groups, like Facebook groups that are, you know, local community moms groups or, you know, postpartum moms groups. Like this phrase constantly keeps coming up for women and moms. And it's like, oh, well, I can't afford that. I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Or I can't, I need something for free because my husband makes money. I don't make any money. And so much of me wants to like sort of shake you and be like, well, this is how you make money. (laughs) So much of me, like number one, I want to be like, let me just show you a quick few ways that you can make $500. That's all you want. You know, let's figure it out together. But then the other part of me is like, well, let's question that belief system. Mm -hmm. Like, why don't you feel like you birthed, two or three babies, you're peeing your pants, you have pain with intimacy, like, why are your health issues not worthy of solving, Mm -hmm. right? Do you think if your hubby, you know, had issues to that extent, and they were peeing themselves throughout the day and all that stuff, and oh my gosh, if they couldn't, you know, be intimate with their partner without, for some reason, you know, men would spend a fortune fixing it. Mm -hmm. They would spend a fortune fixing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that often, you know, women, moms, right? We feel unworthy to even ask. And that really hurts my heart. And that's what I was just going to say is that you getting past that barrier and that fear is like a big step. So like I talked, I talked about how I didn't feel like I could ask for these things, but then on the other side of me building up the courage and like asking my husband was like, of course, I love you. I want you to be happy. Like, yeah, let's do it. Like I, when I started my business, I took a feng shui training and it was a big investment and it was multiple months, which also included time away from my family. And he was fully supportive. He was like, if this is what you want and this is important to you, like, absolutely. And so there might be a a resounding yes on the other side of that question or that fear or that self-worth issue. Um, And if not, there might be a challenging conversation where real expectations and real boundaries and um, real partnership can happen. I I think more often than not, especially when I talk to, to women and moms about this, their partners are actually very supportive. It's actually the mom that feels guilty. Right. That's why they don't make the investment. For my moms that say, no, not at this time. We can't make this investment. I, what did your partner say? Well, he's supportive and he knows that this is important. 
It's just not in our budget at the time. And really it's like, well, whose decision was that? Was that your decision? Was that his, you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's interesting because I think what actually drives it is the, the women or moms guilt. Yeah. And so how you show up to have that conversation, mm-hmm. your tone, your energy, your confidence in that conversation when you're asking or not even asking, but advocating for what you need for your general well-being and health and quality of life, that is the most important thing. Because if you truly come to your partner with a, you know, surety in your voice and you share vulnerably what's going on with you, how you're wanting to make it better and how it's going to benefit you in that next step, majority of partners are 100% on board. Yeah. And that guilt and that not taking the step forward is coming back to your self-worth because there's something blocking you that makes you think you're not worthy of, of getting that far or of even having, having the conversation. Mm-hmm. And so, and that was kind of like the, the prompts for the month and like the intention of, well, what are you worthy of? Like what are you worthy of? What makes you worthy? And it's actually a really interesting and challenging question to answer. I know. Right? I'm like, I don't even know. There's not a right or wrong answer. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know the right answer either. <laughs> but it is something to get you thinking about like, where in your life are you not advocating for yourself because of a self-worth issue. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't even have to be career or finance. Like maybe you are at home and maybe you just really need a Sunday reset, but you're afraid to ask for like a few hours to yourself. Or maybe you really want to focus on your fitness, but there's not a lot of time in the schedule for you to step away from the family for a one hour workout, like twice a week or three times a week. But really like there, there is always the option you, that self-worth is like you being able to speak up and advocate for yourself that you want these things. Mm -hmm. And when you speak up, that's you saying you're deserving of it. And that's a self-worth like, um, advancement, I guess, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because on the other side, and I guess I'll flip it back to you on the other side, when you do find the confidence and find their vulnerability and find your inner voice again to say what I matter too. When you find that, what's on the other side? And you experience this firsthand. So when you did start making those, uh, having those hard conversations with your husband about the investments that you wanted to make or the time that you needed, how did you feel afterwards? Relieved. Mm. Yeah. And loved. Mm -hmm. Supported. And I think the reverse of that is what moms sit in, in that victim mentality. Yes. I'm alone. I don't have anyone. Mm -hmm. I feel stressed, but it's like, once you start standing up and advocating for yourself and asking for those support systems or the time or the finances, the opposite happens. And you actually feel in community. You feel loved, you feel respected, you feel heard, but it all is on the other side of you taking that next step and saying that you know what, this is something that's important to me. And whether worthiness is the driver of you not asking or not, it's still something that you can take the next step for forth with and raise that inner voice inside of yourself to say, Hey, you know what? I do want this and that's okay. It's okay that I want this. Yeah. I mean, I personally think that we're all worthy of 
being loved and of loving other people. We're all worthy of a community that loves and supports us. Mm-hmm. We're all worthy of play, like, you know, creativity, like hobbies, something that makes mm-hmm. you feel happy, right? We're all worthy of a career that is in our purpose and like we're passionate about, that we love, that doesn't even feel like work, that supports us financially but we're not attached to that number. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much, and I know it's different for everybody, but I, yeah, I I challenge you to ask yourself, like, what, what is it that you want Mm -hmm. and what can you do to get closer to that? And is a self-worth issue creeping up when, when you're thinking about those questions It may even come by you not knowing what that is because you haven't asked yourself because you're feeling blocked by, well, why should I receive that? Or why should I have that? So, I mean, I love the whole, you know, challenge of literally pull out the piece of paper and start writing down everything that your heart's desiring, whether that's working three days a week or five days a week, whether that's making $2,000 or $50,000, like, what is that for you? And it's going to be different for everybody. But once you literally break down, like close your eyes and really feel it, what do you actually want? And then what are the next steps in order for you to get there? Is it a course that you need to take? Is it skills that you need to learn? Is it time away that you can work, you know, away from the babies and children? What What is that next step? And then really, if we break it down that way, you can kind of dismantle what your blocks are and what those worthiness blocks might be for yourself. Um, And then you can see the fruits of the labor on the other side. Yeah. Feel free. It feels free. Good action items. So journal on it. Notice what comes up, what you're shooting for, and then maybe even journal on that. Like imagine yourself in six months. And if you ask for the things you want, Mm-hmm. What does that look like? What does that person look like? What is she accomplishing? And mm-hmm. how does she feel? And I think the last thing is to then make space for it. Because nothing can happen without the space, time, or the mental capacity, like the space in your mind mm-hmm. to accomplish what you want. If you're having these mental blocks, you're not making space for what you want. Mm-hmm. So how can you make more space? Yeah, that's a great way to put it. I never thought of it like that. You can't call in what you want without A, the time for it. Mm-hmm. Or like B, the resources for it. For sure, definitely. Like I'm trying to think of a good example. Well, even like, you know, like let's say a mom is staying at home and she just wants to make 500 bucks Mm -hmm. a month, just 500 bucks so she can get her nails done when she wants. She can get a coffee when she wants without feeling like without being guilty or feeling guilty. Yeah. Guilt is big. Guilt is a huge driver of that. Right. Like, so I guess, you know, those next steps would be like, well, what, what am I passionate about? Okay. Well, Obviously, it's better to make money doing something that feels really easy to you and naturally to you. So what are those next steps? Okay, do I need to make any investments? Do I need to learn any new skills in order to do X, Y, and Z? So, and then, yeah, making the space in terms of time, because, you know, if you are staying at home or working, right, maybe you're working a job that you really hate and it's like, well, I already worked 40 hours and then I come home and I'm also picking up the kids from care and then I'm going home and I'm getting dinners and then I put them to bed and I'm just exhausted. How... I can't find the time either, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or working mom. Sometimes that might 
really be doing the hard thing and getting up early mm-hmm. or staying up late. I've spent a lot of hours fulfilling this, you know, soul driven business really early in the morning during nap times and really late at night. I think that's when you know you're in alignment with something. Mm-hmm. You're passionate enough to wake up early and stay up late mm-hmm. and do the hard things. Um, but that's a, a topic for a whole. <laughs> I told you, let's see, day. I could run for a while. We'll, I know we'll we're probably like, short, here. but yeah, let us know. Yeah, I'm curious if anyone does the exercise. We would love you to leave a review on the podcast after this exercise or send us a quick message on Instagram at Soul Starter Co. That will help us create more episodes that feel in alignment to you and that are helpful to you and practical. Yeah. Because we're, this is, this is an example of like us making space and, you know, I, it took a long time for me to feel like worthy or like the imposter syndrome thing of like, can I actually speak to these topics? Mm -hmm. But here we are, right? We made the space for it. Husband's getting the kids. My timer's going (laughs) off. Like, Hey babe, I'm podcasting today. Mm -hmm. Can you please get them? And it wasn't as hard to ask for that. Mm -hmm. I've been working at it, but yeah and because it feels in alignment to you too yeah yeah all right thanks friends bye bye for now thank you for tuning in today you can find more information about today's episode in the show notes at soul-starter.com forward slash podcast we also love to connect with you on instagram at soulstarterco all one word And please don't forget to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. You can also watch the video recordings on our YouTube channel at Soul Starter Co. See you in the next episode.